hello everyone. Well, no time for a full introduction today, as it's another very long episode. In fact, I don't even have a guest to help me today. Uh, excuse me, who are you? Well, I'm you, aren't I? I thought I was me. Are you sure you're not just someone pretending to be me? Well, what would be the point of that? Eh, yeah, good point. Well, if I'm not me, then who are you? Well, which one of us wants to be me? Well, I certainly don't. Well, neither do I. Hmm. Well, while we try and sort this mess out, we should probably get on with today's episode. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, shall we say the title together? Oh, rather, yes, on three. One, two, three, it's Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds with, with the, the Imposters. Oh, I thought you did that very well. Well, thank you, it comes from years of practice, and you weren't so bad yourself. Oh. Have you ever thought of doing this professionally? Oh, darling, no, I couldn't possibly. Oh, go on. Oh, you flatter me. Have you ever... Who are they, Marina? <laughs> So, welcome back to that most rarest of uh, randomizer series. It's Thunderbirds. Uh, I'm, I think this is probably only about the fifth or sixth time we've actually seen Thunderbirds in 115-ish weeks. Anyway, this is a rather spectacular opening. This news header jet looking for a, a place to land. I do like this, uh, this aerial shot from above as well. There it is, folks. There it is. For the first time in television history, we've been able to rush our cameras to the scene of an accident and see the fabulous Thunderbird International Rescue Team in action. Yeah, this is reporter Hold Eddie Kerr. We're going down. Friends, you heard what the pilot said. Stay by your... We're going down. The first dramatic pictures will be flashed to you in... This pilot is the, uh, the Fire Flash, Captain Hansen's co-pilot from the Fire Flash, oddly enough. Landing near, well, he claims it's a, an international rescue machine, but uh, I don't recognise it. Well, I recognise it as being the uh, the vehicle used by the um, the Fireflash sabotage people in Operation Crash Dive. I've been told since landing that this rescue is fairly routine, so there'll be none of that wonderful equipment in use. But does that matter? After all, it isn't the equipment that interests us, no sir. It's the great guys who use it. We're not interested in the equipment as much as the men with their equipment. It's uh. Oh, so Edika's uh, surrounded by very familiar extras. There's uh, Blanche Carter from City of Fire. Before it was even known a man had been trapped, International Rescue were on the scene and... Oh, aren't they good? What's that, Joe? I just heard. They're on their way up. It's a shame this isn't Ned Cook. Um, Matt Zimmerman seems to play a lot of reporter characters and uh, it could have been Ned Cook through the whole series. I know Eddie Kerr... The puppet returns with this voice in another episode as well. Get back. Give him some air. But I'm not sure if it's meant to be the same guy or not. International rescue team has done it again. Another human life has been saved. Excuse me, sir, but have you got a word for our viewers? Sorry. You know the rules. No TV. No photograph. Yes, but as a member of international... I said no photograph! Ah. Well, um, Colonel Tim Casey was on hand with a camera to snap that shot of not a member of International Rescue. I don't get it, Father. I just don't get it. Kind of strange, I agree, Scott. But if those fellows have dedicated themselves as we have, who are we to complain? But they're using our uh, names. No such thing as copyright infringement in the future. I know, Tintin. Sure, it's unethical, but is it so important? You read the report, they saved a life. That's what counts. I like this. Your father is worried, Scott. And upset, despite what he said. Of but it falls to Tintin to voice something that Jeff would never... It just doesn't figure. ...never publicly say. I knew what really happened. Well, let's go down the hole and have a look. 
clearly, obviously, as the, as the uh, episode title might clue you in, these are not genuine international rescue members, nor do they have uh, good intentions at heart. This is a story from uh, Dennis Spooner, and I rather like when uh, when a series sort of explores the, the story possibilities that its own premise throws up. Um, this this isn't some you know top secret or highly technological revolutionary thing that's going to go wrong. This is International Rescue having to deal with uh, almost a threat against themselves, really. Uh, and we're still going all the way down the well. And we have found... Ooh. Well, there's a hole leading into a, uh, a bank strong room. Or other top-secret type strong room, and... Uh, Oh, the cell doors have been ripped open and the bars have been cut and the... Oh, the filing cabinets are in an absolutely shocking state, especially the one marked Top Secret. They even knocked over the waste well, paper basket. Gentlemen. Now you know how they did it. The fiends. No doubt that their plan succeeded. None. Well, you heard a character say that line, but uh, actually two puppets' mouths were moving there. This meeting's task is to decide on the course of action we must take. The course of action... This is the meeting of the uh, grey-haired military types with moustaches. General, I, I still can't believe that International Rescue would pull a stunt like this. Oh, come off it, Jack. We've been taken by that outfit and we've been taken good. Now, here's a map showing the rescues that, to our knowledge, they've pulled off. All carefully spaced out, gentlemen. It's a shame we don't get to see the entirety of this map showing International Rescue's uh, supposed rescues, because it would be nice to have a couple of references back to, to previous, previous operations. To perfect this plan of appearing and striking without raising any suspicion, they've had to spend millions on their machines. Now, does this make sense? Sure it does. The AL4 project. <laughs> I, I do like this guy, General Lambert. He's so... Accelerated light cost this country 25... So intent on, on catching these uh, international rescue rats that, um, you know, common sense, rational thinking, it, it all sort of bypasses him. Which the world's never seen. They'll cover every inch on the face of the globe if they have to. We'll find those rats, you take my word for it. Rats. We'll find them. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. You're right. And then we get a lovely... Again, much like the trip down the hole, it feels like um, just padding, but this is much nicer padding, of um, all the world's military forces rolling out and uh, setting sail and blasting off to investigate international rescue. Where could they be? This is the central office of the General Staff Command to all search controllers. You are to proceed to your stipulated areas. International rescue must be found. Search and double... I like as well the control room set that this search is being conducted from. Because there's so many familiar puppets around the place, it's a nice big set. And uh, it, I believe that um, guy cruising around on the chair in the background, I believe that's actually a, a Stingray injector tube chair. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But I'm 99% sure. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah. We're watching our area so well that if a kid sends up a kite without permission, we'll track it. Uh, don't mention our areas again in public, Steve. They call themselves now. We're operating from the South Pacific. They need only make a move. And we've got them. And if they don't make a move, our search force will smell them out. 
Tracy Island. That was quick. Over and they overfly the actual world television reporter, Eddie Tracy Island villa at like zero feet for some reason. Gang of crooks. Crooks. How do you like that? Yeah, I'm with you, Virg. We filmed an interview today with General Lambert, Supreme Commander. I like this as well. I like how camera shy he is. Well, folks, this is General Lambert. General Not much to look at. I'd like to say thanks for letting us drop in. We know you're a very busy man right now. Yes, yes, sir. Well, uh, <coughs> it's a pleasure. It's a lovely little bit of characterization. Again, something the show did so well. That's enough, Gordon. We know what's going on without having to listen to that. What are their chances of finding us, Mr. Tracy? They won't find us, Tintin. We're too well hidden for that. They'll search the island, of course, but people have been here before. That's no problem. Well, what are we going to do, Dad? Well, as long as you don't leave the uh, International Rescue portraits up like you did in Trapped in the Sky, I believe. Meanwhile, we daren't operate as International Rescue until this whole business is cleared up. But what if we receive an emergency call, Father? We just have to sit tight. You mean just ignore it? That's right. Uh, yeah, that's the painful thing hanging over this uh, shutdown of international rescue. ...to help anybody in this present situation. If we attempt any sort of activity using our international rescue crafts or operate in any way, we are going to be clapped into jail. Well, what's the action? Well, this is where our agents come in. As you know, international rescue have got agents all over the world. Yeah, and it's normally just Penelope, but in this episode we're going to meet another one, because we see here on the International Rescue Agents chart... ...the territories covered by each individual. Well, there looks to be several dozen. ...information, however unimportant it is, to be radioed in. Lady Penelope will leave for the States in order to question eyewitnesses in case they can throw some light on the situation. We'll find... Well, there is a light for Lady Penelope uh, in the London area. There's also a light for someone in Scotland. I'd like to. would like to meet the international rescuer, Scottish agent. Uh, knowing this show's uh, depiction, or knowing the Anderson depiction of Scotland generally, it would be very, uh, very sympathetic and not at all stereotypical. Speaking of stereotypes, Lady Penelope has packed uh, one or two things for her trip. The car awaits, madam. I'll just collect the rest of your gear. Thank you, Parker. Pity I couldn't take all that I wanted to. But this is an emergency mission. Uh, see, because she's a woman, she likes to take a lot of stuff with her. As women are, of course, known to do. Or at least in the Super Mario Nation universe when they go on holiday, anyway. And again, more padding, but it's nice padding. How are we going to... Well, we're going to drive to London Airport, and what plane are we going to catch? Well, why not risk our lives, have a go on the Fire Flash? Because that's never ended badly on this show before. Oh, and there she is. Oh, and I like that shot that I think is exclusive possibly to this episode of a plane touching down right next to Fire Flash. Ah, dear. Beautiful. Very nice. I must say, belady. I, I always think myself it's the best way to travel. First class. Worth that bit extra. Oh, mind you. The service isn't quite what I would expect, but... Uh, these young fellas don't have the training that I had. Quite, Parker. Quite. I do love Parker's snobbishness about uh, about air travel. I also noticed there that uh, sitting at the table behind them was one of the officers of General Lambert's uh, search force. Now, either he is spying on them or he's... Uh, I don't know, maybe he's got an identical twin brother out there somewhere. I mean, we've already seen one this episode. The uh, Fireflash co-pilot, who we're going to see again in a second, was uh, piloting the helijet. There they are, M. Captain Hansen. 
Mach 5.3, height 200,000 feet. Level off. And again, that's just stock footage from Trapped in the Sky, as again, I think it is in uh, The Duchess Assignment. But it's nice to sort of keep those, not only keep the fire flash in the series, but kind of keep those characters in the series. Even though technically they're not really in the series anymore. Agent somewhere will find something. Oh, well, it'll be wee Jock McTavish, International Rescue Scottish Agent, who's gonna, gonna save the day there. No? Ah, who's this then? That critter get Ah. Agent 47. Agent 47, old Jeremiah Tuttle. Yes, super. Reckon that'll do for supper. He shot a stuffed cat. Oh, dear. And can I just ask, is there anybody in the world who doesn't love the Jeremiah theme? I especially love the cover version that was released uh, on vinyl back in the day. It's just so, so nice and jolly. And I'm really glad that uh, we have Jeremiah and uh, and Ma for for one. Ep- it is just for one episode, but uh, they do liven the episode up enormously. All I can say is that little fella must have sure taken some catching. Reckon I'm a mad late. Whatever it is, it doesn't seem to have a head. It's just it's just four limbs. Business? What business? Well, now Ma, thank for me to see. Kind of between me and that dar Mister Tracy. And this is another lovely. Uh, very Anderson touch of uh, subverting your expectations. You got these, uh, you know, hillbillies out in the woods, in this ramshackle old place, but it's full of secret devices and hidden microphones. Or oh, it's very. Uh, it reminds me a bit of X Two Zero's place on Lemoy, in fact. Call an international rescue base. Go ahead, Agent Forty Seven. Thank you for your assistance in the search of the island, Mister Tracy. Sorry we had to trouble you, sir. Well, that's quite all right, Colonel. I hope you find the ones you're looking for. We'll find them, sir. Don't worry. I like as well that, um, considering the search of the island has been going on, it's just now finished. Message received. Over and out, and thanks. Adam was taking messages uh, for any any visitors to hear. Gone, Father? They have for now, but my guess is they'll be back. Messages still coming in, Alan? Yeah. This one's from Agent 47. Sounded sort of hillbilly. 47? Oh, 47! And I like that as well that, um, for those who don't know, the number 47 is quite prevalent in uh, in in the modern era, well, I say modern era, 90s era Star Trek shows from the next generation onwards. There are 47s all over the place, uh, to the extent that it has become sort of the Star Trek number. And uh, I like that, uh, again, One day, when he asked an Anderson show got there first. Views. What's he got to say, anyway? Aircraft tire tracks. I cooked up that critter, Mr. Tracy. I can't say as I rightly recommend it. Uh, been on the box since Tuesday. Not much to go on. File it, son. No action. And this is where, as well, um, the caricatured look of the Thunderbirds puppets comes in really well. Um, Ma, uh, Ma Tuttle here. Well, I was just so jowly and warty and. Yep. So wondering the same thing myself. And Jeremiah looks like he's missing one or two teeth. Anyway. Down at the old mine, there's a there's a couple of a couple of shady characters down the old mine with a pair of international rescue uniforms. Yeah, they're the best deal. We make a fortune. An international rescue take the rap. Yeah, kind of tough on those guys, though. Yeah, I'm eating my heart out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. And of course, these two puppets often appear together as villains. Um, 
And they've got their top secret plans, but they also have to put up with living in a cave in the middle of hillbilly country. So I hope they're getting a lot of money for those plans, because uh, I wouldn't want to live there. Size found nothing. Well, we knew it wouldn't be an easy job when we started. We're just going to divide up this map and start again. For the security of the world, international rescue have got to be found. So General Lambert's getting precisely nowhere. Search control from Space Observatory 3. Come in, please. This is search control SO3. Go ahead. Tracking device DKO. That's about the fault. We are non-operational as of now. Schedule show you monitoring South Pacific area. Check. Check. South Pacific area. Oh, that's convenient. The one satellite monitoring International Rescue's position has uh, got to go off the air for a bit. That was the message I picked up, Dad. The space station watching for us in the whole Pacific area has closed down for four hours. Thanks, John. It doesn't make much difference. If we did manage to take off without being discovered, they'd track us on the return trip. Keep listening in. You may hear something to help us. Okay. How's it going down there, anyway? We're plowing through the agent's reports, hoping for a lead. I wish you luck. Oh, at least we're not the only ones with trouble. Gee, he's a, he's a nice guy. Wish I had a son like that. Tracking device DKO has broken down. Well, don't just stand there. Get him on the radio. I'll talk to them. I'll yell the circuit into working. Go ahead, search control. General Lambert for you. Oh, oh, tell him I'm not here. I want that space station of yours fully operational in the shortest possible time. If not sooner. Is that clear? Yes, sir. We're just about to start, sir. I'm going to send... That's what they were planning to do anyway. Then oh. get to it, man. Get to it. Call me back when you've fixed it. Right. Let's get started. It's a bit of a Basil Fawlty moment there. If, he, if the general hadn't phoned up to, uh, to yell at them, Elliot would have started a couple of minutes sooner. You ready, then? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. As I was saying, Mr. Kerr, my readers in England are as intrigued by this whole business as you are here. Well, I guess the whole world is outraged by those... those rats. International rescue is certainly a dirty word around here. Uh, quite. Quite, quite, but that's two words. Thank you for all the information about the... I recognise that statue Penelope sat in front of. Is that one from the Hood's Temple? <laughs> After the rescue operation, the imposters made off in their aircraft in a south-southwesterly direction. Probably a blind. Although they wouldn't want to go too far out of their way. Uh, what sort of a jet was that again? Well, Eddie Kerr wasn't too certain. Probably an EJ-2. Hmm. Well, that's not a long-range job. A thousand miles at the most. So the imposters couldn't have had far to go to their base. It's not much to go on, but it suggests we'd be best to concentrate our attention on this area. Well, which agent covers that area, Father? 47. Yay! That's the clue about the tire tracks. Didn't we have something from Jeremiah Tuttle? Yes, Father, we did. He reported seeing some aircraft tracks, remember? Yes, I do. And it makes right. me mad. Parker to stand by with the rolls. I've got another mission for you. Right, Jeff. Oh, they're washing. Oh, everything's so so rustic and homely and oh it's just the level of detail in these shows and particularly here it's just something so out of the norm why ain't that there the emergency call sign jeremiah sure is it's why i'm rushing mo uh yep just uh, gonna move you on in there oh dear he's so sweet go right ahead mr tracy sir that report of yours jeremiah about the undercar tracks looks like there might be something in it I'm sending our London agent to see you. Now, that's right doggone decent of you, Mr. Tracy. 
Don't have many visitors around these parts. Her name is Lady Penelope. I want you to meet her and give her all the help you can. She's going to investigate those tracks. Well, it doesn't say much for... Uh... Jeremiah! Jeff's faith in Jeremiah as an international rescue agent that he won't let him investigate those tracks. Chicken's out of the truck. We're gonna need it. And it is also a shame that this is the only time we ever see any other international rescue agents. I know both Jeremiah and Penelope are essentially caricatures, but it would be nice to get a, 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 a more of an idea of the scale of the organisation, because by the end of the series and into the movies, Penelope seems to do absolutely everything. To the extent where it almost doesn't make sense for them to have a network of agents when she's being sent all over the place anyway. And Elliot's... Uh-oh. Working on the uh, exterior of the space station, but he... Nothing wrong, is there? Uh, no, it's okay. I just lost a spanner, that's all. I'm oh. coming in now. Spanner floating off into the void. To be discovered by... some strange civilization. Many thousands of years into the future. It's the um, only real explanation I can find for why this spanner is getting so much screen time. Drifting off into space. This as well is um, quite, a, uh, quite a pronounced example of padding. This long spacewalk stuff of Elliot. Uh, in fact, I've, I've just skipped over the entire first scene of him being out here because it was just nothing but silence. Anyway, he's removed his, uh, well, is removing his uh, safety lines. One's off. Now I've just got to do the other one. Have to adjust our thruster pack and gently guide ourselves back to the airlock. Oh, and that's it. He's off too. Which is probably why we got the, uh, the long scenes of the spanner tumbling into the void because now this this other spanner is uh, is heading off after it. it. Sounds like his thruster pack is locked on full. I noticed as well that in the the control pad for his um, thruster pack it had a button marked reserve air, but again this is a, a spacesuit from the Super Mario Nation era that doesn't seem to have any visible air supply. The only thing he's got on the back is the the thruster pack. Um, there must be a holdover from the Fireball XL5 days where you could breathe in space no problem. Whereas in Thunderbirds and uh, and even into Scarlet, people get into spacesuits with no visible means of uh, of life support at all. Anyway, Jeremiah and Ma are now rushing to meet uh, Lady Penelope. There's another chap on the road as well, a rather dashing young gentleman in a in a sporty red car. At last, a stretch of clear road. No crazy road hogs getting in the way of my beautiful wagon. All right, baby, here we go. That's my baby! That's my baby! Approaching fast are, uh, well, not fast, but, uh... We're gonna be late for that their appointment with Lady Penelope. I'm sorry, Lady Penelope. I'm just gonna have to use the supercharger. That's it. Crank it up to max. And again, it's another another wonderful example of something that looks so ordinary and uh, and simple. Suddenly has this. Uh, this is really living. It suddenly has this um, inbuilt supercharger that can out outrace the uh, the fastest uh, and latest sports car. Oh, that's it. Just don't believe it. That's his little subplot come to an end. We're nearing the appointed rendezvous with 47, the lady. 
Thank you, Parker. He'll lead us to his home, and we'll make our plans there. Right, Belide. Again, that, that, is, that sequence is padding as well, because there's no reason really for Penelope and Parker to not just go straight to the Tuttle's house, but we have to have this scene of them driving out to meet them and then going back home. Anyway. There's no chance of you getting him back with the retro pack? None. He moved too fast for me to get a direction. Hale's reporting that Elliot's, uh, Elliot's gone off by himself. The only chance he has is if you can get a rocket launched. Listen, Hale, you know as well as I do just how long it would take to get a ship to your sector. Yes, sir. I'm busy organizing the second global search operation in two days. International rescue? Oh. Suppose we just try and remember what this operation is all about, huh? Yes, sir. How long before you can get that satellite on tracking duty? An hour, sir. John's then I suggest you get working. Elliot gave his life for the success of this detail. And I'm going <laughs> to... Wow, that's pretty callous. I'm not dead. He's not dead yet. Received. Oh Thanks, John. He's probably got a few hours suffocating to death yet before he, uh, before he gets to that point. We've got to do something, Father. Alan, what can we do? Unless Penelope comes up with something, we can't make a move. I know I, uh, I don't really have to say this, but there's a man's life at stake. That's right, Scott. A man. One man. And if we're discovered and put out of business, it could be 500 over the next few months. I like as well, this is a rather mature angle for Thunderbirds to take. I feel the same as you. Worse. But we can't help him. It's very rare that International Rescue ever contemplate the thought of not being able to, to help someone or save someone. And of course, although we never see it, they're... Realistically, there must have been people they couldn't save at some point, but of course we never, we never see any of that. Um, nor would we want to, really. But um, oh, here we go. Penelope and Parker are at the Tuttle's. A plan of action. Kind of figured that as I know this part of the country, you'd let me handle it, Lady Penelope. <laughs> what show have you been watching? This one, all to myself. Yep, that's what I heard. She likes having it all to herself. And th thus begins one of my favourite Penelope plot lines. Um, Penelope gets shown up for the largely incompetent person that she is and has to be saved by ordinary folk. I don't rightly reckon they'll get very far in that there fancy buggy. No, they sure won't. And this is uh, Peter Dinley, the voice of Jeff Tracy, playing uh, Jeremiah. And I love his speech pattern as well. You know, they're... they're their fancy buggy and lady penelope and all that stuff. Bugged down by the mud, I'm afraid, my lady. Well, never mind. We can get up to the mine on foot. So the mud has bogged down the car. That's um, point one in um, point one to nature in uh, Lady Penelope versus Nature. Here comes point two. Oh. Sorry. Parker's leading the way and slapped her in the face with a... Must be the hundredth time you've done that. Another branch. I'll lead. Yes, Ben. And I can't remember if I've ever talked about um, Lady Penelope. I'm not that keen on, on the character. No. I, 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 I like that she's a strong, independent woman, but I, I don't... I don't find she sits well within the Thunderbirds world of saving people and, and helping and rescuing others. And Lady Penelope is sort of like this... Um, you know, serial killer working on the side, just sort of blowing away anybody who, who even does a little bit wrong. Um, indeed, she has at least one, 
one outright murder on her hands. It's just... I find this so satisfying of her traipsing through the mud in her high heels. Come on, where's that, where's that moment? Come on. I'm living for the moment. Yes! <laughs> Face down in the mud. <sighs> I like I like this Penelope plotline. You know, I I, I, I I get that um you know she's a, a landmark character in the Anderson universe. I just Hard to live. The things that she does are not um they don't always sit well with me. You know, particularly Vault of Death when she's racing to London and just forces someone to drive off the road smack into a tree. I just, you know, that's not really very Thunderbirdsy. So I like that this episode gives her a bit of a comeuppance. And this is another lovely image as well that I may have commented on before. I, I, f I always find something very poignant, whether in this or UFO Space 1999, just uh, seeing the image of a, a space-suited human being just sort of tumbling into the void just without any hope of rescue. It's just something very, very poignant about that, watching the figure get smaller and smaller. It's a rather haunting image. All right, boys. Alan, Scott, we're going after him. Hooray. The search is still on, Dad. I'm well aware of that. But it's just feasible that Penelope will clear us in time. If not, we'll take everything as it comes. <laughs> yeah, he's not to know the right round. Right now, Penelope is shambling around at the forest with mud all over her face. Take Scott with you. Sure. We've left it late, but do your best to save him. Okay, away you go. And again, some more padding with the uh, Thunderbird 3 launch sequence, although, again, relying on uh, on stock footage from a previous episode, Sun Probe, of um, for blast off. Alan and, and Scott... Uh, inside Thunderbird 3 but of course it means that um, since they went down on the sofa from the Tracy Lounge both of them have uh, have changed their clothes and I don't just mean into their international rescue suits I mean they've changed their uh, their casual clothes but um, I suppose it wasn't really worth reshooting that material just for uh, just for this scene anyway Thunderbird 3 is off to rescue Elliot Sector 4 reports unidentified rocket launch did they get a bearing? No, sir. It didn't register till it was two miles up. I can't believe it's international rescue, but keep a close watch on it anyway. Yes, sir. We would have pinpointed that launch site if the satellite had been with us. It's also interesting that after this episode, once international rescue clear their name, spoiler alert, um, no mention is made of the fact that the military basically know roughly where international rescue are located. We're in the area. They just sort of seem to play it on the honor system of, oh, well... We know they're good chaps again now, so we won't uh, won't bother looking for them anymore. I know it's hard to believe, sir, but I tell you, International Rescue are going after Elliot. I don't get it, sir. I thought we'd seen the last of them. There's nothing to get, Hale. They've got the equipment, and it looks like one of them's got a conscience, that's all. But this changes nothing. They're still wanted criminals. I want you to track them into their base. We'll be waiting for them. How long do you need? I can start tracking in ten minutes. Oh, a shot of Thunderbird 3 just parked in space. That's so beautiful. Calling observatory. Come in. Hail. Is it ever actually explained why why no one's picking up Elliot's distress calls? Broke up. I got a rough bearing. Because it looked like he just had an accident with his thruster pack. It didn't look like the whole thing malfunctioned as such. Maybe it did. Is it Thunderbird 3? Off to the rescue. You are right, Alan. Try it on vision. 
But Alan always has to be right in his ship. Oh, what are we waiting for? Let's go and get him. Yeah. Hooray. Right. Meanwhile. Hey, a few more hours and the plane should be back with the buyer. That's it, Corella. And it'll take good American dollars to buy this little lot. They can keep their foreign money. <gasps> foreigners. Oh, dastardly foreigners. Anyway, Penelope has uh, shambled and failed and uh, probably cried her way to the mine. We've got them cornered, all right. But now she's going to she's gonna sort them out. Or not, because her gun's full of water. Oh, no. Parker, why did I ever come here? Why? Yes, yes, karma. What? It's everywhere. Oh, crack secret agent standing there complaining about the oh, mud. Why, why didn't I let those, those hillbillies do this? Well, because you said you wanted to do it yourself, my lady. I did think it was a bad idea at the time. Oh, they're just standing there in plain view of the, uh, the two imposters. Guess I'll shoot first and ask questions after. But luckily... Damn, I took a hand, Maul. Yeah, Jeremiah and Maul came to, uh, to save them. You'd better come on out of there and give yourselves up. Oh, Jeremiah. We thought someone was firing at us. Yep. Reckon it might be just that, Lady Penelope. Got us hemmed in, Jenkins. Maybe, Jenkins, she. Come and get us, wise guy. Oh, oh dear. They're going to make a fight of it, Jeremiah. Oh, yep. dear. Looks that way. Pass me Poor you, secret agent, having to having to fight. Means. But this is no time to eat. Oh, yeah, here we go. I guess you ain't been around these parts long enough to heard about Maul's beans, man. Oh, I love this. That's it. Throw the beans in and kablammo. And another one for good measure. Okay, you win. <coughs> hey, let's get out of here. So that's it. The imposters have been caught, not by Penelope and Parker, but by Jeremiah. Uh, I... And more and some beans. The search is cancelled as of now. I haven't got the full story yet, but... I've just but, uh, somebody up there thinks I'm not doing a very good job. International rescue have been cleared. They're to be given all cooperation. So Penelope got a very speedy confession out of them, or it's probably Jeremiah with uh, some. Uh, I don't know how would they have how would they have coerced that confession out of the uh, the two imposters? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, these hillbillies have some very strange ways. Space Observatory Three to search control. I'm about to start tracking. Hail! He'll do nothing of the sort. You hear? International rescue are cleared. Switch off your equipment. Yes, sir. I like that as well. Hell spends all afternoon working alone, fixing the thing. He's lost his friend, but at least he can he can still do the job. And then, what does he get? He gets yelled at. Save my life. Thanks. And, well... Oh, here we go. It's, it's just great that you guys have been cleared. You can say that again. Yeah, Scott's saying that line without opening his mouth. And, of course, it would be the line, you can say that again. It couldn't be any other line. It's terrific to see International Rescue back in business. Hey, what a nice, what a nice note to end the episode on. Thunderbird 3 drops off uh, Elliot back at the space station. Another very long but uh, rather lovely shot of the observatory in Thunderbird 3 slowly nestling up alongside it. Um, presumably they've fixed Elliot's rocket pack, otherwise he's just going to climb out, press the button and... Uh, go shooting off into the void again but uh, for now at least everything's okay and that was the imposters which I I've always had a quite got quite a soft spot for and I gather this is a, a favorite of a lot of people um, I like the idea of uh, international rescue being uh, being essentially you know crippled for an episode and uh, having to rely on uh, 
well, not Penelope to save them, but of course we had uh, good old Jeremiah here to save the day. What a what a lovely character, <laughs> Jeremiah and Ma. Um, just you know, a real nice change of pace. Now there's some uh, some unfortunate long sequences of um, of padding here, but to be honest, there's there's quite a bit of padding in a lot of Thunderbirds episodes, especially those. Uh, those early ones that were bulked up from 25 minutes. This is, um, you know, not too bad. I've seen worse, but uh, it's it's just a really strong premise for an episode. Some lovely guest characters. I wish we could have seen Jeremiah and Ma come back, actually. Um, to be honest, I don't think we really needed uh, Penelope in this episode at all. You know, could have just sent uh, could have just sent Jeremiah off to do everything this week, because uh, he pretty much uh, showed her up. But anyway. Love the imposters, love Thunderbirds, and love good old Jeremiah. 